0: It's the exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy seafood and fellows. I think we need to just start off the podcast by asking or answer the question. Everyone's asking who the heck is going to start a quarterback for the Ravens on Sunday? Could it be Lamar Jackson? Could it be Tyler Huntley? Could it be Tony Brown? Could it be somebody else? What do you think? Huntley. There were some good, but there was some good Tyler Huntley news today. It felt like, but. This is still up in the air as we as we finish the Tuesday uh finish Tuesday evening here. Uh what do you what are your feelings? Do you think Huntley will be ready to go on the Sunday? <clears throat> I would bet a Saturday, lot of on, on
1: Huntley. Or Saturday. Yeah, season. Saturday. Saturday, season. Saturday. Yeah, wow. Sorry. I am gung-ho on Huntley playing. I really don't think, I mean, because I'm a concussion doctor, I'm a neurologist. Uh that I really truth. don't think his head got jacked up too bad. I think he just got a little dinged up and they got sure. a little, little freed. Like, ooh, that looked like a vicious hit. We better sit him out. And uh, that's my expert analysis. And so I think his head is fine, and he's going to be out there, and he's going to play a big part on Saturday. So
0: in, t- so in terms of how you looked at it through the TV – you think this was just, you know, <clears throat> precautionary, you know, there were, you know, things like concussion tests and those type of things. You feel like those are out the window just based on your two eyes. That's how you see, you know, and you are. Everyone's talked about how educated you are <laughs> on the head injuries, how, you know, you've been a part, you know, of analyzing a lot of that. So that's how you kind of feel at this moment. That's exactly correct, Taylor. You could not have summed that up better. Wow. I think you have to take his word as gospel, DT. Yeah.
2: It's just like it was just like a little dust up. Like wasn't anything. It's just it's a
0: kerfuffle. <laughs> I think. I think the phrase has just got his bell rung. Yeah,
2: I mean, I that's mean, that's what 10 they years used ag- to
1: say it. You know, like yeah. he would have been <laughs> like on the dinosaur air
2: ten years ago. He would have been on jacked up, and 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 we would have been like, oh, you, did you see that? And now today we're like, oh, he has a concussion. Soft. Tell the truth. Tell tell the truth. Tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Ah, well, t- outside of
0: Banks' expert expert neurological analysis. Uh, Tyler Huntley participated in a walkthrough today. I don't think they really didn't say anything about his status in terms of the concussion protocol. So I don't know how much that means, but they said he was was still
2: in it, but he was he did. That's all I heard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You obviously can't get out of it at this point, uh, test out of it at this point. They do play Saturdays. That takes one day away. I don't, can't say I'm totally aware of what the NFL's total protocol is. I'm sure it's out there. Don't have that information off the top of my head, but it does feel like it's trending towards Tyler Hutley playing. Does not feel like it's trending towards Lamar Jackson playing back when it was week to week. It didn't, it felt like it was more like three weeks, maybe than one week, but we shall see. He's still on the table. And then, you know, maybe Tony Brown. Uh, you guys did a great job breaking down the game on the Instant Analysis podcast. I apologize for not being able to join you. Um, My only real comments on this thing is I think that the Ravens just showed a ton of resilience. I think that last week um, I got on an entire soapbox about like, you know, this is just who they are in terms of like not being able to maybe, you know, step up and really like take, take out, you know, teams that are below them and they just play to the level of their competition in a game where a lot of things didn't go their way during the week. And then, you know, during the game, you lose your, you know, you have to go to your third string quarterback uh, the, and, and led by their defense specifically. I just think that this was like a very gritty win that, you know, they easily could have lost in, in a number of situations. And that's, that's a nice job going on the road and getting that done against a rival, and no matter how we, you know, frame the the rivalry as it currently stands with both with the Steelers struggling and, and, and the Ravens kind of in this weird spot where they have a good record, but they feel like they're struggling um that's a good way to go get that win and and you know a win is so much different than a loss this point in the season in terms of our lineup for for seeding for the playoffs and things like that so you have to give them a lot of credit, especially the defense i mean just at this point if they can get any offense you feel like you're in any game with the way this group is gelling and and shutting teams down and the swagger they're starting to play with And a super cliche but there's just seems like there's a lot of confidence out there in that group um the, the pieces are there for the make, to make a run on the back of that defense if they can get Lamar Jackson healthy. And then with a, you know, hopefully rejuvenated J.K. Dobbins, that's what starts that sort of ball control running game that can real you can really work around the good defenses the Ravens have done for so many years at times. So those are just my my thoughts. I don't know if you guys have had anything, you know, separated now 48 hours from the game uh, to expand on what you said Sunday.
1: It's just more of the same, like digesting it 48 hours, however long it's been, like That was just an awesome win. Just It was one of those games where we had every reason or every every excuse to have not won it. You know, you come out, the game ends, and we're on the losing side of that game. I don't think anybody's too fired up about it other than like, wow, that sucked. We just had a lot of bad breaks, and, you know, what can you do when you're down to a a guy who was really not even all that competent of a college quarterback? I mean, Anthony Brown, like... I like a lot of people were surprised that he was even a guy who was given a Jersey, like even that he was in football. So, um, just I can't stop thinking about that eight minute field goal drive. I've never loved a field goal drive more than that drive right there. (laughs) It's just so, it was so sexual. I've said that on, on Sunday and I'll say I'm saying it again, just, um, going through the play-by-play i've just read it over like half a dozen times at this point just like gus for six jk for seven gus for six like i just love reading it. it makes me feel great i love it
2: my i mean i'm kind of the same i haven't really thought about the game that much but the, you're just the, thinking about your.
0: You're thinking about your own team right now.
2: Oh, uh, we're. I'm on a baseball team. So we're done. We're. It's, <laughs> we're packing up shop early, folks. Like, like I said a couple weeks ago, just give me the t-shirt and, and we're gonna get our dicks kicked in in round one, and doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know. But my the, my favorite thing, or maybe the best thing that's come out of the last two days, was all the pictures and videos of the Ravens sideline during Renegade. That was hilarious. <clears throat> like fantastic clay well, like that, that, and
0: that was sort of talking about like down. felt like it played into the you know the confidence that those guys have oh that yeah they, they were just feeling themselves and that's that's a good place to be like the, a guy like Calais campbell leader of your team like feeling confident about his unit that was that was good to see
2: i think i think jake our buddy jake luke said that that reminded he was like that this calais moment reminded him of Calais in Tennessee before the 2021 playoff game 2020 playoff game when he was kind of go you know F you to the fans and he was getting the you know everyone riled up before the playoff game and he was like those were two moments that like were like hey look he's a team leader and you know he's he's a guy that people rally around so yeah it, it seemed to work and Someone else was like, "I've never seen a team's rally song work more against them than than it did on Sunday." That's a, that's like Maryland playing uh, rock and roll part two, and like Duke slapping the floor and going nuts or something like that in two thousand. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah, it was such a turning point, potential turning point in that game when, of course, Brown has to come into the game, and it, you kind of look at the scenario. It's a six point game, and and the Steelers are licking their chops, and um for us to just kind of not fold in that moment, but kind of turn it on its head and embrace it and just kind of be like, yeah, we know you're a dead dog Pittsburgh. The stadium's a joke. Like this franchise is going nowhere fast. Like this song doesn't intimidate anybody anymore. <laughs> and so I don't know if they can ever play it again.
2: Someone tweeted we, from the account that Baltimore owns it now. That's yeah. We should just role.
1: play it, play it against Atlanta in a few weeks
2: and maybe even against Pittsburgh on New Year's day. That would be, Incredible! If if that the Ravens, would, that would be very interesting. I mean, if the Ravens were up like uh, seventeen to six or something like that, and they just drop that, I'm starting. I
1: mean, I'm starting to really get excited. Based about on what's happened
0: to the, the Ravens, the Ravens be up by be more up, than that. The, the Ravens might have to be up forty to six in the fourth quarter for them to. Start well, to I
2: didn't, but I'm also thinking like forty points with it. With with Huntley is probably not a, but I guess Lamar would probably be back, but. We get Even Lamar back, back.
1: We're like corner. we're like full gas if Lamar's back, and that could easily happen by New Year's Day. That's what I'm starting to get all fired up about. Like <laughs> yeah, I can see in sur- spinning. We're still in survival mode right now. We're still just trying to get through this quarterback room situation at the moment. Try to go to Cleveland and and scratch out a win. I mean, we're a three point dogs this week. We're not really expected to win this game either. I think the line moved to two and a half when Huntley's injury news came out today. They tacked a point onto the over under and they tacked a point back in uh in the ravens favor um but we're we're still trying to just survive in advance each week right now but i'm starting to get really excited about the proposition when lamar comes back because the rest of these guys are getting healthy at all the right times and the defense is coming together marcus williams back getting the pick ronnie stanley's back out there jk dobbins is doing his thing like we get lamar back in there and We're close to full gas. I mean, we would love to have Rashad Bateman back. It's just obviously not in the cards, but um, we start thinking things again when we get everybody back.
0: I'll I'll leave my only last thought on the Steelers game is this. I don't know how you don't find money for Roquan Smith in the offseason. It almost feels like they have to do it. Like it's less going to be less of a luxury and more of a necessity. This guy is incredible. And he is totally, I mean, since he's been here, this has looked like a, you know, Top five, top three defense in the league, and the points per game allowed show that. I'm sure there's other metrics to to go through there, but I mean, what an addition. I mean, Eric DaCosta looks like a million bucks for that one. Now, if they can't get him re signed and they don't win anything this year, you can say, hey, you know, you gave up some things, but you know, that is that is just totally unlocked what they're trying to do defensively. And Mike McDonald's coming to his own a little bit. We've talked about that over the last month or so, but man, this guy just such a he's just such a Raven, he's just such a freaking Raven. And I think, like, it's just quickly becoming a fan favorite, which is very cool.
1: Yeah, he's a beast. He just brings the energy. He's what Calais Campbell brings, but at the linebacker level. Um, just such an athletic play that he made there. And we've said it a million times, like, Patrick Queen's just unlocked. Like, he's just flying around the field and just wreaking havoc and making athletic plays himself. And those two are just bringing this whole Bash Brothers-type energy. Like, they're just a couple – just absolute animals out there, just wreaking havoc, just making people uncomfortable. It's, and it's, it's just only going to get better because the, the way that these games are going with the weather and, and the cold and all those types of things, like we're like, kind of turning the corner in the right places at the right times where some of these other teams are going to, they're going to be tested against a great defense. And, you know, I, We nobody runs the football on us right now. That's just not happening. So that's exciting to see. And you know, hopefully that's something that keeps up.
2: And that's why I think this week will be such it'll be a big test because again, I mean, the Browns run the football very well. And they've got two guys, two above average, you know, runners. So that that obviously is will be uh something to keep your eye on is the the chunt chubb hunt. Yeah, let's
0: let's get into that game. Saturday game, Ravens get flexed into the Saturday NFL Network afternoon time slot. We'll just go to it now. You guys, have you guys seen the announcers for this game? Uh, I saw it earlier. Um, Trent Trent Green. No, this what? is this is Rich Eisen, Kurt Warner, Steve White, and Stacy Dales. That is yeah. the crew for for Saturday after the early game, which is Noah Eagle, Nate Burleson, Lindsey Zarniak, and Tom Pelissaro. Lindsey Zarniak. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Local, uh, yeah. DC. DC was it DC? Yeah. TV, and then was it obviously ESPN? Uh, Ravens at Browns, as you said, Banks. Cleveland a slight favorite now. Um, uh, maybe if the Huntley, you know, Huntley playing gets confirmed, that moves even maybe to like a pick. Uh, Deshaun Watson <laughs> involved for the Browns now. Um, which is fascinating. I-, I can't say I've watched a ton of the Browns since Mister Watson. Um, ended his suspension and took over. Um, So I don't necessarily want to speak to his effectiveness, but um, you know, it was Jacoby Brissett until him and, and the Browns have, you know, been middling along their five and eight, as RDT said, they have the nice stable of running backs. They run the ball very well. If they get those guys going, as we've seen against the Ravens in the past, they can have a lot of success. Um, And, you know, if Lamar Jackson's healthy, this feels like a game you think the Ravens are just gonna win pretty easily with the quarterback situation, not sure. And you know, the 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 Cleveland at excuse me, Cleveland at home is always a tough place to go and win. Banks, I think the phrase you use, survival mode, feels very apt for this. Can the Ravens figure out enough ways to score enough points to just kind of overcome the Browns? Is what it feels like is gonna have to happen. I I feel good about it. I <clears throat> Cleveland, when it comes to
1: EPA per play, run defense is worse in the league. They're bottoms. Now the other run defense metrics, they're like twenty six or twenty seven. They're not good. So I think if we can bully a team like the Steelers the way we did late in the game, um, there's no reason why I can't just move forward. And you know we we didn't have Kevin Zeiler last week. Um, he just kind of had like a sore knee type thing going on. And I, it didn't seem like a situation where they wanted to force it, but I don't think it's a long-term type thing. I think he'll be out there on, on Saturday, <clears throat> get him back. And, and, and we're going to be running downhill on these guys all day. And I, I almost think that when Huntley went down, it just kind of forced our hand to just commit to it and just get downhill and run hard and, and do what we do. And, and, that might've been a little bit of a light bulb type of situation where we're just like, Hey, dropping down or dropping back on first down every time. Maybe it's not the the way to go about it. Maybe we need to lean harder into this run thing, even though it's, it's had fleeting success throughout the year, but we're kind of coming into our own on it. And with JK and Gus both back, like just run, 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 run till they can stop us.
2: Now, did you see? Now, I I think you saw it. I, I don't know if you tweeted it or not, but someone put that. CBS put out the graphic on Sunday of the rushing yards and where they went, and how the Ravens could not run left. Which obviously, because you're like, well, Ronnie Stanley's over there and he's been awesome, so that kind of surprised me. But that may have just been again like a matchup where it's like if Watt, if Watt was on the right side or the right side of the defensive line, then, you know, they're just going to run away from him. But
1: well, I actually think it's kind the of opposite. the same thing this week
2: with Miles Garrett, who is just like TJ Watt, just a made, in a made in a lab, just a freak. So it was kind of surprising, I thought. But yeah, again, I mean, if they can run the ball and, and limit, I mean, this is a game where Huntley can't throw the ball 25 to 28 times. Like you're not going to win. We've seen that with like some of the Lamar games but like if Huntley i mean if Huntley throws the ball if he plays and he throws the ball 17 to 20 times and and then you got another 40 42 carries spread out between Huntley, Gus, Dobbins and and you know, you mix in some other guys. I think it's a good recipe. Um I mean like you said Cleveland's defense is not great. Their offense I think is is very very good. I mean, it's, it's not it's very good, but sneaky, I think, I it's think they, sneaky they've decent. got peace. They're in the top
0: 10 in the NFL in, in yards per game. They're, they're one spot below the Ravens in points per game. So they've been, they've been pretty good that's with percent with percent. Watson clearly was rusty week one, just by looking at the stats. And I saw a couple of his throws. I didn't see any of his game this week. Uh, the stats got a little bit better. You know, I think the question becomes I think if you're the Ravens, you're, you want to force Deshaun Watson, who has barely played in the last few years, to beat you and shut down these two running backs. I mean, that is, that's pretty cut and dry, easy thing to say. But I mean, that the bread and butter is what they can do off the running game. And if they can establish a run, it's going to make Deshaun Watson's life a lot easier as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. The defense is very middle of the road, um, in terms of total defense, but, um, they have some pieces, as you said, um, it, 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 you know, it feels like the Ravens are just going to have to kind of do enough. And I agree with banks. Like if you can now get this sort of two headed monster, that is what we've wanted at running back. Like these are the, like, this is what we wanted. You have JK Dobbins back. Looked like he had a little burst in him on Sunday. You can get him established. You can kind of get that ball rolling downhill. You've got a chance to go out and get another win. I think
1: on top of the whole, the, the run defense thing is that, um, they're kind of their their go to guy that is is more or less like on their team. They drafted him. I mean, he's a good player, but like he was kind of the uh, the Lamar stopper or the guy. He's kind of an answer to oh. to to guard him. I, should, I, should I even try to say his name? It's just J O K. Yeah,
0: yeah, I want you to. Yeah. I want you to try to say. Go for I know it. Jeremiah
1: yeah. owusu Koromoa. Did I nail that?
0: Sure. So, I don't they, even think announcers will really try front, to. I don't know if the. <clears throat> yeah, they, they don't try to stay they away from that one.
1: Yeah, but regardless, yeah. he's he has been kind of a thorn in our side against them the last couple of years, and uh, he's out for the year, so he's not a factor in this game. Regardless of who we have at quarterback, that's a big loss for them.
2: I, I'm I'm looking at their defensive stats right now, and obviously, like Miles Garrett just a monster 39 tackles 12 sacks so he's first with 12 sacks their second place person in sacks has two and a half which is just incredible the, the drop off there so it'll it'll be interesting to watch garrett go against the line and you know where they line him up and all that but again the guy guy's just a beast but and Clowney again Clowney is two sacks that dude you talk about making a career off one play he's just he's a bum you hate him. <laughs> He's a bum. Stinks. Um, But, the, the, I mean, the, the, on the other side, they've
0: struggled offensively. Like, they've only scored one offensive touchdown with Watson at quarterback the last two weeks. So, you know, they had some offensive line, injury issues. I mean, it, it feels like they're a team that's not ascending in any way at this point. Uh, you know, you look at the last years, you know, they were able to beat this Bucks team a couple of weeks ago. They beat the Texans, who stink lost to the Bengals, you know, lost to the Bills, lost to the Dolphins. Um, they, had that, they had a bad stretch. They lost four in a row. Uh, this is not a good team. This is this is a bottom half of the league team that does a couple things, can do a couple things well. And like I said, if you have Lamar, you feel really, really good. But I agree with Banks. I think, you know, the Ravens coming off a game against the Steelers where maybe, you know, everything goes wrong and you get a win in terms of your quarterback situation you know, maybe you feel a little invincible and sort of like you know nothing. Nothing can really bring us down at this point. We can figure out a win, a way to win any type of game, especially after the last two weeks. Um, I think this once again is low scoring. Um, I don't think he really seems to putting up a lot of points. Ravens probably skid out with a win on the road and you know continue continue to build towards a division title if they can if they can get this one done. Um, any other thoughts on this before we we'll get to some predictions? Let's just go get uh, another one with uh, I mean, hating clowning.
2: <clears throat> it's just no, I mean I I I think their their offense, I think, has the, the ability to break out. Again, if Watson is comfortable, you know, a third week of practice. Amari Cooper is really, really good. We haven't talked about him. Amari versus um Marlin is going to be a dogfight on what I would have
0: taken Amari Cooper on the Baltimore Ravens. He's That's really nice good. Guy to he, have. He,
2: I think we talked about we, him on the podcast. We talked about this. We I talked about like we this. We had this all exact right. conversation. We to, exactly. Like, I I, I, like I probably said that. Ex- <laughs>
0: I think I said that exact, like that exact line to <clears> the to the letter. I think yeah. we talked all about how it was like he was a boss. We treated him like he
1: had been in the league for ten years, but he really hasn't been in the league that long. And his down years really weren't that bad. And he was. Yeah, I think I went. I think I went. Good.
0: I think I went year by year through his stats. It's only twenty eight. I think I said that too. Yeah. <laughs> Just
1: the same, same conversation. Same exact conversation. Same He's exact good. conversation.
0: He's, He's good. He is good.
1: I would also take him on the Ravens.
0: Yeah, he is good. But as Pro Football Talk reported seven hours ago, he plans to continue to play through a core muscle injury. Based on as you know, as you read, the tough injury situations here for the Browns. Well, Browns I'm... Kevin Stefanski on criticism goes with the territory. Thank you, Mister Stefanski. Mm-hmm. He might he n- might not be long for the Browns after this one. That's a, that's a team that likes to change coaches uh banks your prediction uh
1: Ravens 20 Browns 14.
2: already say I will say 24 20 Browns uh Ravens
0: 17 Browns 13. close I think it'll be close. a little high scoring a little bit I think it's going to be close. I think all of these games are just going to be grinds from here on out. I, just I think
1: we're both sides are going to be looking to get that game on the move.
0: I mean, the Ravens-Steelers
1: game ended like three forty-five.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not on Kevin Stefanski. By the way, went to the playoffs his first year. It was eight-nine last year. He's five in it yeah. this year. They kind of stink though. So, like, what's he supposed to do with this with this roster? Not like he's building the roster. I don't know, be interesting. Um, I already gave the announcers, so normally I would end with that, but but announcers locked NFL network always interesting to jump on the NFL network train as you head into the Saturdays, uh, before bowl season where the NFL t- starts to take over some Saturdays. Um, so that will be fun. Uh, let's move on to the, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Not much to report in terms of signing. So RDT, I'll give you the floor to once again talk people off the ledge about the lack of free agent signings. I had I had a friend text me who's not an Orioles fan. The Orioles have no interest in winning, is what I was told today.
2: I am kind of starting to inch my way towards the like. All right, yes, here we go. go. Because we're seeing some of the guys who were targets, Sean Manaya. Um, Ross Stripling both signed I think two years 25 million are they, are they world beaters no Would they make the rotation better probably um, the big guy that everyone want, wanted was Chris Bassett who signed three years 63 million with Toronto so it's like that's another deal that I think was doable. Like that's a deal that the Orioles should have been included in or, you know, and maybe they were like, we talked about this last week, like it takes two to tango. Maybe they were involved and he just, he, he wanted to go to Toronto, but it was a big, it's a kick in the dick because again, you, I thought he was a realistic, you know, option. And then he signs with, um, you know, a team in your division and just makes them that much stronger. So not that I'm like, Oh, life stinks, but it's like, man, a lot of these guys who we were kind of hoping for, like Rodon's not going to happen. He's going to get two hundred million from the Yankees. It's going to be, you know, people are going to bitch about that. Um, <clears throat> but you know, the name Noah Syndergaard's been tossed around, and and a couple other guys. But like Bassett would have been really nice to have. Again, a guy like Stripling, Manaya's a lefty, so you know, I'm not, I'm not fully on the like jumping off the ledge here, but it's just kind of like, man, those guys. They, that would have been nice. would have been cool. I think the Orioles are still now the only team in the AL East who haven't signed a a, a player to a multi-year deal. So we're just kind of waiting now. And again, the, the trade options are always out there. Max Freed is now on the, on the block. Not that, you know, I mean, it's going to take a lot to get him. But again, it's still very early in the offseason. A lot of time left and trades can be made and guys can be signed. So we'll see.
1: Do you think that we're... Gonna just start to stockpile all these 2015 Mets retreads.
2: Uh, maybe like when, I mean when we is tried the Harvey
1: Stephen Matts arrival?
2: Yeah, well, that's what people want, like conforto. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, like we could try Stephen Matz. Um, Ra Dickey probably would be willing to sign. I would think. Probably. You know, he's been out of baseball for probably five or six years. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's it's. That team went to a World Series. I'd be fine with trying that again.
1: I feel like we're missing. Uh, oh, it's Degrom.
2: Yeah, Degrom. Yeah. It's
1: like, oh, who's the other one?
2: The little, just the little man. Yeah,
1: he's he's maybe a little bit out of a uh, out of reach.
2: Contractually speaking, I I think. Yeah, on agree. many
0: fronts. I, I'm interested by the one one thing you said. Like, it takes two to tango. Uh, the Orioles. I don't think there's any way you like release this publicly or leak this or say anything. I would love to know if they are having a hard time at all. If they're in negotiations, like this is all speculation. If they're in negotiations and they're talking to guys and they can't convince guys that this is a place that, that you want to be to win, because you've got to combat now. And this is not an excuse for them. Go out and freaking get some guys like figure it out. But it wouldn't shock me if you're, if you're, if you say they're in negotiations with Bassett and it's you in Toronto for Bassett, if I'm Bassett, I look at Toronto and all I see them do for year every year is go after guys at the deadline and, mm-hmm. and sign guys and show all of the effort to winning. Not that the Orioles aren't going to do that, but if I'm, if I'm any of these guys, I looked at what the Orioles did at the deadline with a competitive team. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, if we do this again, and there's guys, you know, that they can trade to get stuff, are they going to do that and sell in that way? Because they've, you know, bought low on guys and they'll sell high as opposed to continuing to try to put pieces in place to mm-hmm. win. Yeah. That, I, know. I mean, and that, that I would, lo- I would just love to know that. I don't think that's ever coming out publicly. I was just, I mean, I think that's, that's interesting. I mean, perception at a certain point equals reality. And if there's a perception around baseball that hasn't been broken, either that, you know, the Orioles are focused on just playing all their young guys and kind of putting replacement level guys that they hope will pop around them for really, really cheap deals and not spending a lot of money and whatever. Maybe if I'm a guy like that, that's signing a three-year deal. I'm like, I'd rather just go to a team that I know is going to sit there and spend and spend and spend and try to win. than go to the Orioles who for three years could fuck around and wait Mm -hmm. for their quote unquote window with some of these guys. (laughs) Now we, I think believe that that window is closer than maybe the perception around, around, you know, fans of baseball is, but going into the winter meetings, the Orioles were one of the, like, you know, you read the, what are teams going to do? And it's like, well, the Orioles could be in the mark for this guy and this guy and this guy, because people a little bit more in the know are like, well, you know, these guys like Adley and Gunner and are like ready to go. And if you put some guys around them, they can be very competitive. I, I would just love to know if that's an issue. Cause I think at this point, I think at this point you can say that the Mike Elias liftoff quote is coming back to bite him. I mean, I think that is one of the reasons that people are upset. Well, least hardcores that saw that and wanted something, wanted things to get done. Um, And like you said, maybe they're out there, maybe they're, they're throwing things at the wall and they just haven't found, I mean, they, for all things they've done in the farm system and and how they have, they stick to their plan clearly. Mm -hmm. So They have numbers for guys and they don't feel like a team that is going to like because, you know, Toronto threw five extra million at the, you know, at, at a guy that they're going to go and do it just because they feel like they have to. So it's, it's fascinating. It's a, it's, it's a fascinating conundrum for them from like a PR standpoint, because maybe they're just like, they're going to the, and there's like, we're not giving that much to that guy. We're not giving that much to that guy. But now you're criticizing the back end because you said like you're the GM and you said maybe in a weak moment, or maybe they, he thought they were going to go out and get some of these guys. And they just haven't been able to get him. It's kind of fascinating.
2: Well, and that's the thing, too. It's like people remember, like, it's not Mike Elias's money to spend. Like there's there's ownership who is tied up in a lawsuit right now with, you know, the two brothers. So it's like, that's also another true. thing. So who knows how much, you know, maybe he wanted to go 61 million for Bassett and, you know, John or Lou was like, no, we're not doing that. And so if you're Elias, you know, again, what do you say? Like, hey, guys, I tried, but I'm with you. I mean, it's very interesting because. Then it gets to the point where it's like, all right, if you're the Orioles and you know Bassett wants to go to Toronto, but you want him, do you overpay, do you give him 71 million? You know, do you overpay him? Do you give him 10 million more to come to Baltimore? Something like that. So I'm with you though. It's definitely it's definitely interesting. And and you gotta wonder if that's uh if you know those circumstances and stuff like that has has something to do with it. Cause I, I think it definitely does. But like you said, they'll never come out and publicly say it, you know, at least while under contract or anything. They won't we won't get those juicy details, but that would be fun.
0: There's also still guys on the board for them to go get, as you said. So this is also not like over. Well, it's it like, it interesting to watch people freak out about it.
2: I, I'm seeing on Twitter people being like, I told you their big signings were going to be Kyle Gibson and Franchi Cordero. And it's like, you guys, like, this isn't, it's not, opening day is not tomorrow. Like, what do we, like, why are we freaking out? It's crazy. It, it's absolutely nuts. So we did this. Again, every I'm not on the freak out train, between... but.
1: 2011
2: and 2015
1: or so like we did this every off season
2: yeah like i mean <clears throat> brian you and i would i mean we went nuts when they got diazza remember that like we were we were on the diazza for uh mvp train well like that MVP. was a
1: mid-season trade
2: wasn't it yeah was it was a mid-season trade yeah. did they? Uh, well and, and then i remember i just remember us on opening day going crazy i think for him but or he was a waiver pickup or something but yeah again it's like there's There's plenty of time. Like moves will be made. This isn't like people. I've literally seen people be like, "I can't believe Kyle Gibson is was the Orioles' big offseason signing." And it's like, there's two more months of the offseason. Like you got, you got to chill out. You got to chill out right now. So we'll see what happens. But
0: Orioles Twitter is very restless, and I love RDT coming back around, starting to get restless too. No, 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 no,
2: no. I'm not getting. And and I had this. I had this conversation with we'll call him an unnamed source um he's the son of a hall of fame player we'll just say that and he was just okay. like man Orioles Twitter is a nightmare right now and I was like yeah this welcome is- to the party pal <laughs> yeah yeah and I was like what a huge community. missing out but like let me see what he was like don't get me wrong I like Bassett 21 million per year for three years it's a lot I was like I hear you I said you know but that's I was and you know, again, I said, I wonder how much of this is coming from the Angelosis too. And he said, that's something you got to consider. So people just don't want to think about that. They think it's just my, like I like I said last week, like I've literally seen that people are like Michael Elias was, was took this job to tank the franchise on purpose. And it's like, yes, that's exactly what happens in Major League Baseball. That happens all the time. Like he's the bat, like he's the the uh Cleveland's owner in Major League. Like that's what he's doing. I think that the ownership
0: situation is continue continues to be very fascinating, and this it, it, there's not a, enough to like have a full discussion about this. I think you have you have to think this team gets it could get sold within the year, like someone in
2: baseball is like, all right, guys, this like we can't keep. Doing I just this.
0: think like I I also just think if you're the Angelos family,
2: like what's in it there's no it better you,
0: time there's no better time to sell a professional sports franchise mm-hmm. like you look at all around the world not just in the United States like sports franchises are at a premium premium and everybody wants to buy i mean people want to buy them and if you're them and you look at the fact that like baseball's you know money spigot from like the local TV deals, that stuff is like on a little bit of rickety ground because like if you want to go like deep into it, you have like the which everyone knows, the decline of cable which declining cable subs takes away how much n- those networks can own so you have to pivot to streaming. They've built a network that is not ready to pivot to streaming that has no ability to, essentially no ability to stream or stream a little bit last year but doesn't have the same type of distribution or whatever like why would you, you have a beautiful ballpark that you could you know, you walk people around, you have you know a team that you could find big name you know tent pole, like local ownership to potentially get involved i just don't know why unless it's just a point of pride to have the team and that's fair that's why everybody wants these teams mm-hmm. i just think if you're any pr- owner in professional sports especially for a baseball team that's not the yankees or the mets or the dodgers or one ones like a big Red market Sox, where you Cubs. feel like it's always like, yeah or I want yeah I, I would look to sell one of these teams like there's just never been a better time to sell a team, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the the rates for teams are insane. Mm-hmm. So that that both the feud, maybe some influence or major so Rob Manfred did say, I think last week at the winter meetings, he was like, We're in good communication with the club. We like how the club's being run. I don't know. I don't know what I mean, I guess.
2: And he he also said, like, as long as I'm commissioner, of the Orioles will always stay in Baltimore. And stay that's in Baltimore. what had everyone I, I saw everyone like, oh, rare Manfred W. Like, they were just slopping it up, which it, it was good to see. um But also, I just got this, and this may be breaking news on why the Orioles aren't spending money. um At J-S-T-A-R-B-K, with eight followers on Twitter, just told me that the Orioles aren't spending because they're hemorrhaging cash by the day with their legal battle, and it's probably costing 80K a day to keep Peter alive. So... That's also something to consider. So, thank you. J Star B. That's interesting.
1: Have they they consulted with a qualified neurologist such as myself?
2: Well, no. That's also interesting. He is a hashtag Coys and at Penn State alum. uh, He plays music and watches sports usually at the same time. And he's the co producer of the Come on, you Spurs. is come on, you Spurs wow so, yeah i don't know i don't that, know if that that's very <laughs> maybe that's interesting why they didn't sign Ross stripling so something to consider folks
0: that is very interesting information
2: yeah then that, that's i mean that's breaking news you can credit me and j star bk with that
0: yeah I, you you were i am waiting for like the next shoe to drop i'm like i don't know who's gonna write it maybe the baltimore banner at this point but like what is the like where's the next article that's like here's where this here's the status of this it's maybe gotta be, wait it's gotta be You probably you probably wait. Maybe this is the time to drop it because people are upset about the free agency. But you probably wait if you're doing like to like spring training or around opening day to like because that's when people are going to be reading. Fire
2: people up, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, stuff stuff. The Orioles the Orioles are a fascinating franchise to me on a variety of levels.
2: 80k a day to keep Peter
0: alive. 80k a day. (laughs) I mean, how how could you? I mean, money well spent. Money well spent. I mean, it's their money.
2: What a weird thing! No, it's Twitter. (laughs)
0: Twitter. Twitter's Twitter's weird.
2: (laughs) Literally, this got tweeted to me three minutes ago. (laughs) So, (laughs) Mm. gotta love it. I absolutely love that. (laughs) All right, let's move to our
0: starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Get twenty percent off sunglasses um, using the promo code EXIT fifty two. Great you know, gift for the holidays around the tree, stocking stuff or whatever they have you, however you want to gift your sunglasses, you can give some to uh, to a Baltimore fan, someone outside the city, doesn't matter. They all get 20% off or you get 20% off to get them a gift using the promo code X52. We are doing our starting five of backups. Starting five of backups. Um, I think this is mostly based around the backup quarterback situation with the Ravens, but we opened it up to all backups and all facets of things. Um, so that is, that is what we're doing. Um, RDT, you have the first pick. I have the second pick and banks, you have the third pick. What so was RDT, the, last you can,
2: one, the last one I had the first pick for you first had the pick
0: first pick for turkeys of the year where you took Kyrie Irving. I Aye. then took in favorite American moments, uh, the American revolution. And then, uh, reading these drafts back is very funny. And then, uh, banks took the Tostitos Fiesta bowl yeah. in the bowl names draft last week.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Previous
0: that's right. to that, you'd had the first overall pick in I the um, uh, guilty pleasure songs. where you took Call Me Maybe. Ah, oh, of course, the one one. And I took Ed Reed and Old Guys. We'd like to see Coach with the first pick. <laughs> Banks taking Bill Romanowski with the second pick is one of the picks of the year. <laughs> Such
2: a panic <laughs> move. If we Such had to a go, panic move, maybe no, if no we, panic?
0: maybe we go back and take our favorite picks on the drafts as the final draft of the year. A draft Ooh. of drafts. We could <clears clears throat> do that. Um. And then holiday draft, you took the 4th of July second overall,
2: which I love. So I got Thanksgiving. <laughs> Backups. Go ahead. Um, I am going to take I got I, I gotta take him. I, I gotta take Tom Brady. He was Drew Bledsoe's wow. backup. Mo Lewis put a nice little hit on Drew on the sideline and rest his history. Um, even though the guy stinks now, he's awful. I mean. I felt yeah, bad watching he, him on he, Sunday. He's
0: tough, he's tough to watch right now.
2: Very, very tough to watch. And, again, you got to think the guy probably wishes uh, that he stayed retired. But, you know, I don't know if people know this, but he was actually a six-round pick. And there was, like, a bunch of quarterbacks taking over him. And it was, you know, it's this whole big crazy story. So, you know, him starting from the backup and turning into the eventual GOAT at 45, um, hell of a story. So I think uh, I think he has to be your uh, your number one pick. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken him, but I hate Tom Brady.
0: No, I don't even hate Tom Brady.
2: I, I I'm very indifferent. Yeah, it's a, a good pick. It's good Like I don't I don't hate him. I don't love him. I've never been like, oh, I love that guy. But I've never been I like I hate. I love getting guy. my guy here with the second pick. I'm taking Frank Reich. He stinks.
0: I'm taking Frank oh, Reich. Oh, come on. Led one of the great comebacks <clears throat> in NFL history as a backup. What are you talking about, RDT? He's oh, a he, Maryland guy.
2: Yeah, I know. I don't. Ha- you don't Led have to like all the, Maryland guys. One of the
0: best comebacks in 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 college history. Then a- comes off the bench and leads one of the great ones in pro football history. And then Greg is
2: bust of Frank a coach a, in Indy. I'm not sure he's a bust of a coach. He by the sucks. way, I, he I, sucks. He sucks. I'm
0: not. They, they're bad.
2: I know. They're because, bad. Well, partially because of him. They're just bad.
0: Andrew he went Lock, to the playoffs twice. Per se,
2: congratulations. Tough situation. He's forty and thirty three as a head coach. Yeah, he stinks. I, I think that's a tough take. No, but also the Maryland thing. You don't have to like all Terps. Like, I, no, I,
0: I'm not saying you have to like all Terps, but I just thought you'd give him a little bit of credit because you because no. you you know you like the Terps.
2: Him and Evan Smotrich get no credit from me.
0: <laughs> Mike Rabel is forty eight and thirty. This guy's forty and thirty three. Really, not that different.
2: No, the division titles. The play, you know,
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: some Super Bowl appearances there for old Braves. Yeah, you know, hey, the AFC Colts have been in game. the top quartile of the league. Did you know that? Oh, uh, that, that what did he What did he say? The top half of the top, uh, top whatever, half like, of
0: the top half. I think he's going. By the way, I think he's going to get it.
2: He's going to get the head coaching job this off season. No, I think he'll be like an OC. I think he's an OC. Guy. I don't think so. I think he's going to get a head coaching job. I'll bet that. I'll bet, I'll bet he gets OC over. All right, what do you want to coach. do? What do you want to do? I don't know. We'll figure this out. We'll figure it do, out. We'll talk about it. Like well, I'm taking
0: pick. Reich. By the way, Reich's a good pick, and I'm taking him. So okay. back to you too.
2: As a backup, yes, I think he's a good pick. As a coach, Purdue
1: should tough. have backed up the truck for him, by the way, and he would be right to turn it down. But I'm sure Purdue picked up the phone and called
0: Frank Reich. How about Purdue ended up hiring the Illinois defensive coordinator? <laughs> it's so random. It's very random, although the defense was fantastic this year.
2: Who's your quarterback? Juice Williams. Well, that's in the Mike
0: Loxley. That's in the Mike Loxley days.
2: Aurelius Ben. Yeah. yeah. They had fun names back then. Ron Zuck.
0: Richard Mendenhall.
2: Mendenhall, yeah. Yeah. They were good.
1: I'm going a different direction with this thing. Uh, I'm starting off with Clipboard Jesus.
2: Say
0: that Let's again. Try- Clipboard,
1: Clipboard Jesus.
0: Jesus.
1: Take a Charlie Whitehurst. Oh, oh. Just an all time NFL backup. Just a journeyman embodied what being an NFL backup was all about. It's collecting a paycheck and running the scout team and showing up for a driver two a year.
2: I fed uh, the Titans in, I think it was 2014. They were like two and 12 that year at FedEx. And he was on the team. And when he came out of the locker room, he was like, he had the big hat. He had like, he looked like a country, like folk music singer. He was like, he, then his, the hair was That's just the vibe. Yeah, it was everything that I thought it was. So it it checks out in real life too. So, it's a I knew that pick was coming somewhere. It's a good pick.
1: Yep. And on the other side, I'm going to take Anthony Wright. Just legendary status for what yeah, he doing in 2003. Awesome. I think <clears throat> a lot of a lot of youngsters don't know about that 2003 Seattle game. It's an all-time game. It's awesome. Um, it's, the best. it's just such an all-time game. It's one of those like you only remember a handful of games sometimes at certain stages of your life, but that's one that just jumps out immediately. Like just an insane comeback
2: that like, that was kind of this era's like Ravens Vikings, that crazy game. Like, you know, like people obsess over that game every year. Uh, OV goal, by the way. Um, But how everyone like obsesses over the Ravens Vikings game. That's like what that game is to like people five years older. 41-17
1: 41-17 deficit, and the guy comes back and wins in overtime. Marcus Robinson, four touchdowns. <laughs> Franchise record. Uncle of DeMarcus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He didn't know about the record until he got
0: here. Uncle oh, never wow. told him? Uncle <laughs> never told him? No.
2: Mm-mm-mm. I would tell everybody.
0: I, I liked Anthony. Anthony Wright. Anthony Wright was like, you were like, you watch him sometimes. You're like, why is this not working as a starter? <laughs> like, you should be it a took starter. took us to
1: the playoffs.
0: Yeah, he was good. Another was great good. game. That, that was, was a
1: great game. I gotta admit.
0: Um oh, I just had one in my head and now it has like left my head. Um, oh, this is concerning. I have to now I'll think about this. I've oh, oh, I gotta get my guy. I'm taking Blank Gabbard. Blaine, uh, yeah.
3: blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. one of the great songs of all time if you haven't watched the youtube video blaine is a real american that <laughs> is a video you need to put on immediately we, you should pause this podcast as much as i hate saying that and you need to put that thing on
2: we've talked about that song multiple times on this on this podcast before too i don't know i should, don't remember why we should talk about it more because it's a
0: freaking <laughs> banger and blaine gabbert blaine gabbert's just chilling he's just just sitting behind old Tom Brady. Getting yelled at on the bench. Getting yelled out on the bench. Just absolutely collecting a paycheck. It is the, he, that, that guy's living the, dr- absolutely living the dream. Why? We should draft you. Because if you don't draft me, I'm going to have to beat you for the next 15 years. <laughs> that's all, that's all you need. I don't know if that was, if
2: that was audible at all, but it was, it was, it was. How did that uh, turn out? Not all of them. Oh damn it. Well that was that back. was
0: but people people can go back and listen to it. Blaine is real American. <laughs> first round pick, absolute bust, great backup. Um
2: 2 Lou Gehrig. <laughs> Lou. Lou. I mean, can't get Wally Pipped. Again, Wally Pipped, first baseman for the uh for the uh for the Yankees. All he wanted to do was take a day off Guess what, never got his job back Lou Gehrig took it over De- and a, a, Much like Tom Brady Another decent story from a backup Became one of the all-time greats Ended up dying very, very early Way too early But insane numbers Played every day, you know And it gave us one of the best sports moments in history With, with Cal's streak So, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go the Iron Horse I don't have much to add Lou Garrett was really good at baseball. He's really, really good. Like that picture, I tweeted out, like, I tweeted out last year where he was like, it's him next to Babe Ruth, and he makes Babe Ruth look like a pipsqueak. He's like, he's built like Miles Garrett. It's crazy just Mm. how big he was. Um, Yeah, another one. My next one is Juvenile Back That Ass Up. It's a bat. It's a, does that qualify as a backup? Reach. I mean, I could pick something else if you want. I'm writing it down. It's a good song. Okay, great song. I mean, it's an it's an all time like sock hop, uh, middle school dance where every other word is bleeped out, and 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 teachers don't know what to do, and there's just a nightmare situation for any adult in there. Always but, like, an interesting
0: one to hear. Always an interesting one to hear at the bar as well.
2: Yeah, because it's like, what do you do? How do you? What? How do you act? But. All time song when you were like thirteen years old because you're like like when I you first heard it unedited you were like oh my god you're like I've I'm never heard man. half of these words but I am a man yeah yes yeah. <laughs> you see the music video and you're like yes this is you're confirmed like, whoa oh, I, am I am a mason I so, am yeah <laughs> I'm taking uh juvenile and Lou Gehrig things that have never been said before in the same sense. <laughs> I think back that ass up and Lou Gehrig. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna go to basketball. I'm gonna take Sweet
0: Lou Williams. One of the great come off the bench backup guys ever. Instant offense, very fun to watch. Did it for a million teams. Um, I always like Sweet Lou. You always wonder how these these get like a guy like him that can score like that is just not a starter, but he was just not a starter. So um love me some sweet Lou Williams. Yeah, so he's a, a throw, a, I want to get some basketball there. i to throw him on my team. He was, he is three times six man of the year. I was going to say how many six. times he like all time bizarre
2: times? situations.
0: Yeah. So taking Lou, good pick. Yep. Was still in the league as of last year. I don't think he's on a team right now. He's I would. I would for Atlanta. Oh,
2: I would shit. be. Sh- that's a guy that I thought would be playing until he was like like Brady, like forty five.
0: He's thirty six and he is not on a team right now. Oh, the wizard should sign him. Yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe sell a couple of tickets
2: <laughs> for you. Been in, the le- been, in the for since, been
0: in the league since 2005. <laughs> there cannot be a lot of 2005 draftees still in the league. Chris Paul is still in the league. Oh, Chris Paul is the only remaining active player from the 2005 draft class. So Lou is one of the last ones last year. That's crazy. Hmm. That is crazy. The only, can you guys guess the only active remaining player from the 04 draft? Wasn't,
2: wasn't 04 the LeBron one?
0: LeBron is the 2003 one. Oh, they're, yeah, they're 03, 2004. Okay. Uh, uh, Udonis where it's, where it's, Haslam. Uh, no. He was but 02. That is 03. He was, was a he... free agent. And LeBron and Carmelo are uh, 2003. 2003. Yeah, Udonis has him as 02, but he went undrafted. Um, 2004, Uh, he plays for the Golden State Warriors.
1: What's his name still not playing? Is he? Iguadala?
2: Mm hmm. I think so.
0: Iguadala. Yeah, Iguadala.
1: I want Iguadala.
2: The best. I love Iguodala. Yes, you're up.
0: Yep. I'll keep things moving
1: here. Uh, Sean King, no, not Sean King. Jesus Christ, Sean Hill.
2: Sean Kingston. Oh.
1: Yikes! 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 Sean, Yikes. Sean Hill.
2: I had Sean Hill on my list.
1: Sean Hill, Terp. A lot Love of that guy. Every time he came in for the Lions, they they had a little juice to him. Back and the, in the Vikings. Day. Yeah, Vikings
2: too. Yeah.
0: And uh, and uh, the Rams.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was on so a lot of teams. Well traveled. Probably made a decent amount of money.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm going to take Jim Sorge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just, when I think of just guys that are like, man, that guy is just, just collecting a paycheck. Like that guy just sitting behind Peyton Manning for half a decade in Indianapolis. It was always like, Oh, like, Who's their backup? Like you don't even think about who's mm-hmm. coming in for him. He played more than I thought that he would have because they just had that week 17 game off every year. Because
2: <laughs> yeah. that division's a joke. <laughs> yeah. He would cause it was always like they'd get to like 15 and 0 or 14 and 0. And it's like, do you yeah. run Peyton Manning? What do you do? Do you, you know, do you play Jim storgie And then they would always they would always like play Peyton for like a drive and then and then he would come in. Yeah. where so you know, he or he would just start.
1: Across six seasons, he was actually able to to get off 156 pass attempts. I would have said
2: it was less. That's actually shocking.
1: Six touchdowns, one interception. I mean, his number's not bad.
2: Surprised they were like the Redskins didn't give him a bag. Mm.
1: 156 attempts. Another guy you could have. There's
2: some good
0: Washington uh, picks for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: Uh, but, if, but, you, but,
1: but, if you don't have a starter, then I do. You, is it really a backup? <laughs>
0: it's a good point. It's a very, very good point. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it simple. I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this guy's work. I sang his praises a couple weeks ago. I'm taking Tyler Huntley. Give me T, give me T Hunt. Snoop, he's been so fun. I think he's just a fun Raven. I think he will be if we do a when the X-52 podcast is going on in 2040 and we draft random Ravens, I think Tyler Huntley is going to be top of the list. I love this guy, so I'm taking him. That's a good pick. I mean, great pre- I was- great preseason entertainer as well. Like, you know, if you're going to go to a preseason game, he's going to give you a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was touting before the game, like, hey, if they can go out and get a win
1: here, like Tyler Huntley just rockets up the uh, the all-time Ravens backup quarterback power rankings. Who do you
0: think's number one? I guess we can't get picks. We'll talk about it.
1: That's like a loaded question. Yeah, we'll talk about it after. But that's like a a complicated question. So we'll leave that be. But shout out Tyler Holly. If he goes out and wins again on on Saturday, like just continues to climb.
0: Uh, Um, Where am I here? I'm sorry,
2: RDT. You have two. My last two. I lost my
0: point of my page there for a second
2: um i'll take alex moran from blue mountain state pick good pick awesome show good pick (laughs) Such a great show yeah like probably way before it's time just awesome
1: when he he felt a third string that was a tough
2: tough scene for him it was i mean again those are are some good episodes but start hanging out with special teams you know
1: special teams it's an interesting gang
2: he he just lays it out about how awesome being the backup is, and then like, and then the episode where like he has to start, where he's just like miserable. It's like, yeah, that's 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 why being a backup is the best. Yeah, so great, uh, great backup there, Alex Moran. And then uh, my last one, I'm gonna take uh, Billy Volick. He's you know like mm. much like clipboard Jesus, or I kind of uh, thought this you know. would happen. Yeah, yeah. He was just he was McNair's guy behind him for like. Forever and and he would come in every now and then. he came in for like two games back to back in like two thousand and two or something and he threw for like eight hundred yards combined. It was like an insane two game run. Um, because McNair was just always beat up at that point. And yeah, it's a fun name. Uh, Fresno State guy. Good old Billy Volek. I love that dude in Madden too. He was he was always uh he was always very fun. So congrats that about Billy Volek. Volek. Spot on Good backup. Good
0: backup pick. Um, I'm 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 sticking with your TV theme. I'm taking Matt Saracen. Taking Maddie Saracen coming in. Jason Street gets hurt. Spoiler alert: first episode of the show. Maddie Saracen. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Leads which which, which show is this? Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, the show that's better than the movie. Oh my god, are we gonna have? Do you want to have this debate again? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. That's because that's because you're wrong thanks
1: just gonna take Trent Dilfer Super Bowl champion Trent Dilfer had a job did the job champion can't take it away from him he did what Dan Marino couldn't
2: <laughs> and he, that's what people have always did what,
1: said did, did what
0: did what Lamar Jackson hasn't yeah yeah, well, we
1: don't need to get into that yet. I mean, there's a lot of football left, Taylor.
0: I'm just kidding. That was just a that was just troll the Ravens fans. <laughs> troll the troll the people in Dundalk.
2: Um, hey, yeah. now
0: who's on the Dundalk thing now? Oh. No,
2: I just like to say that because RDT. I, I like to get our. It, uh, I haven't made head. fun of Dundalk people in in like a month. <laughs> what a run! What a run! Uh,
0: RDT took Tom, Tom Brady, Lou Gehrig. Back that ass up by Juvenile. Um, Alex Moran and Billy Volick. I took Frank Reich, Blaine Gabbert, Lou Williams, Tyler Huntley, and Matt Saracen. Banks took Charlie Whitehurst, Anthony Wright, Blaine. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Sean Hill, Jim Sorgey, and Trent Dilfer. Any honorable mentions? I had some back. I had like Drew Nicholas on
2: the O2 national oh, championship yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. I, had,
0: I and Ryan Randall and Taj Holden were all on my list. So. Yeah, Mike Grennan. Couldn't really pick between all of those guys.
2: I had uh I had Tua at Bama, coming into the championship game. Yes. Um, God! What a
0: what a game! That was awesome. Such uh,
2: a good game. Nick Foles for the Eagles. Only for the Eagles though. Uh, Steve Young, decent backup behind Joe Montana. Fitzmagic yeah, I
1: was on my board too. I thought about it.
2: Yeah, I almost took him. Uh, Fitzmagic. Earl Josh Earl Johnson, Earl. obviously. Oh, oh Magic. You just, you have to have Josh Johnson on here. And then um, dads who buy two pairs of shoes just to have a backup. Because that's a very common thing. My dad does (laughs) that sometimes. Those damn new balances. Mm. Those damn new balances.
0: Oh, and And uh, iCloud too. iCloud. Generators. (laughs) Generators are huge. (laughs) I mean, we we should have done this with just other things and just. Got that's why this, I was like when I googled. We, best we backups, we'll, we'll we'll save
2: that for another time. That, that I did research. when I googled best backups. It was all just like. Oh! Oh! Big Everything oversight. Um, Cristiano up. Ronaldo. Ooh, good. Yes. Yeah. True. Ah, that's, yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm.
0: But the, technically, it, can I? And this is gonna. I guess I'm gonna argue against my guy here. They didn't win anything with him as a backup, so they've only won with him as a starter. It's
1: some, some some kind of logic we got going in. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's,
0: not, that's not
1: untrue. I guess they did look very good they in the win, one game. They won, yeah, the one game they wiped, uh, what, South Korea? Is that uh, who it was?
0: Switzerland. Switzerland. They, they wiped Switzerland. Very, I mean, Switzerland. <laughs> there were some games in the round of 16 where those teams just did not look like they had anything left. Yeah, we are, we are building towards this messy crescendo here. If that had been against Ronaldo on Sunday, that would have been a truly all-time sporty event. It's sad that oh. didn't happen. Although Mbappe and Messi passing the torch will also be a fun storyline if France beats Morocco tomorrow, which who knows? Maybe Morocco makes the final. That would be amazing.
2: God, FIFA is not going to want that at all. <laughs> No, France. Argentina's um final. Yeah, yeah. You, Morocco,
0: Argentina is not. Although anything with Ma- getting Messi into the final is huge. gigantic for FIFA because he's a ratings straw everywhere. Everybody knows who he is.
2: But um, yeah. But then like, you get France in. Oh my God! You got the, you got FIFA America, doesn't got want. Europe. They don't want Morocco anywhere close. To oh this, no! Like, no, they they would they would have some. Well, they were so. Cl-
0: I mean, they were so close to Portugal, France, oh, and Brazil, Argentina in the two semis, which would have been
2: unbelievable. I mean, that's like when you sim it and Matt and in FIFA, that's what it always used to be. Like the 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 World Cup games; those are like the four best teams every year. Spain. Yeah, I mean
0: that that would have been sensational, but they they did not get that.
2: So, um, we'll, we'll
0: get to we'll get to the World Cup here as we enter Nick Caner Medley, Maryland, uh person
2: things of the week uh rdt you can start us off i'm going hot chocolate it's been so cold in the morning
3: like, so cold
2: perfect hot chocolate weather like been going to royal farms too royal farms really good hot chocolate if you haven't had it duncan is very good too i don't like starbucks um hell thb last year did their old bay hot chocolate that i tried that was delicious too mm. um but yeah, I'm just I've <clears throat> big. I'm not a coffee guy, so I'm bit big on the hot chocolate right now. So perfect in the morning.
1: I've mixed in a couple more coffee the last couple of weeks. I'm an occasional coffee drinker and mix it in.
2: Yeah, I just hey. do. I, I I do Red Bulls. I can't do coffee.
1: Got to ride the bull sometimes, man. Wayne. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, hmm, who do I want to give it to here? We'll give it to Messi. Messi did it. He's yeah, I mean, he, was,
0: he has been awesome. Just he an has absolute been awesome. magician out there today, a wizard. To to, to give some background here on some of this, we have a, a, a continuing debate amongst our friend group about Ronaldo and Messi. Some very, very, very huge, uh, very huge. Some huge Messi fans in this group. Me and my roommate are more on the Ronaldo side and the messy thing is going very well right now for the messy people. Just, there's just there's phenomenal. Well. It's going phenomenally well. He was he yeah. was awesome in the stuff that I saw today. That's my guy. Um, and, lifelong, and if lifelong messy guy. And if he caps off his career with a with the World Cup, you, you can't really argue the Ronaldo thing anymore. Yeah you, you just you just simply can't it's over. Can't, you, it's yeah, over. He It's possible
1: point, it's it's we're it may be over anyways,
0: but yeah I mean the, he's now made two World Cup finals, which puts him, you know, I think I think to, I think to get him into like the is he better than Pele, is he better than Maradona thing though, he's got to probably win this because both those guys won World Cups. But the Ronaldo, the Ronaldo thing may be done anyway, because he won the Copa America. Now people will will like the will like the Euro title more than the Copa America title, but that's probably just biased because people are just more in tune with the European stuff. But yeah, if you win the world, I mean if he wins the World Cup, it's it's a clear one too. And Ronaldo's, I mean, Ronaldo is done. He's not going to be back for the World Cup at 41. Like he's 37. I don't think Messi will be back either, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo looked, Ronaldo looked like he was getting towards, I mean, when you're signing $200 million contracts in Saudi Arabia, you're pretty much like, yeah, I'm hanging it up. Um, great. World Cup has continued to be great, by the way. I mean, we talked about it last week. Some of these, these quarterfinals, the, the Argentina Netherlands quarterfinal was one of the best sporting events of the year. Like, it, it had absolutely everything. Drama. Poor uh, officiating. Poor officiating. Um, you know, PKs. It, it, trash talk. Some of the stuff after. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, yeah. Some of the stuff mm-hmm. after was unbelievable. Like... Oh my gosh. Well, it was during it.
1: I mean, the guy cranked well, the during, ball right well, into the bench. That too, was then, awesome. Then you had Messi that call him, like, the guy like,
0: what are you looking at fool? As the guy's walking past them, he's staring at the bench. There's the amazing aerial photo of, of the Argentinian players. As I can't remember who hit the last penalty as they run to him. They all are just staring down the Netherlands guys who were in like a state of despair. It's mm-hmm. an amazing, the whole thing was just
2: amazing theater. Amazing theater. So, um, by the way, Ovi has another one. Yeah, he's, he's got. We're on. Yeah, we're on eight hundred. Watch officially.
1: Wow, what a beast!
0: I was gonna give mine to the World Cup, um, but I will. I think I just sort of we talked about it there. Uh, the World Darts Championship return this week. I don't know what Banks is doing right I don't, now. I don't know what that is. He's stood up the darts. into the. Oh, if you love the darts, stand up. He has stood up, yes. The darts are back. If you have zone, or if you would like to pay for zone for the month, you can watch all the darts in the world over the next – it starts in a couple of days. You can you can watch so much darts. Thursday so. morning.
1: It's phenomenal daytime. Fill your
0: work day with some yep. gambles
1: and some entertainment type like stuff. If you,
0: if you work for – I guess are are the darts on all these online sports books people can bet on? Generally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, as you said, it's on like all the first and second, when it's the first second, it's on all day. There's like a morning session and an afternoon session. It's in England. So, you know, it's like, well, first session starts like 8am here. And the second one starts at like one or two or whatever it is goes on forever. It's fun and it's great background. Like, you don't really have to be paying attention. You can, like, listen to it essentially because they're announcing all the scores. So, if you're like working from home, where the you're crowd in the will office, let you
1: know how it's going, let
0: you know how it's going. And if you're in an office where you can, like, do stuff like that and just have your headphones in. It's true. It's it all, great back It all
1: builds. Every leg builds, every set, like it all kind of you just know when the big deciding like And then are when
0: all ahead. this when all this stuff is going on later, you're like it's days where people are off. Like it's around Christmas, it's around New Year's when a lot of the big things are happening. So if you, you it's watch fan.
1: enough of it, you get familiar with some of the players and you kind of know what they're about and their stories. And
0: we love it. I mean, it's we I same. think we've been it's we've same. we've been trumping up um We've been trumping up this for for a long time, so um, I'm just making sure it's still on the <laughs> zone. Now they did change sponsors. It's no oh, it's longer William Hill now. It's Kazoo. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. The William Hill Will Dodge Championships. That's will be weird not to help, not to hear. Uh, it is on. It is on the zone again. Just I just I want to make sure I gave that out and I I didn't really even check. Starts on Thursday, so subscribe to the zone. The zone, who's asking me to resubscribe as I go to the website. Don't worry, the (laughs) zone. I will be resubscribing. (laughs) You don't have to worry. Not Taylor. Sign out. Don't worry. This is Taylor, and I will be back to you in a couple days to resubscribe the zone. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Any honorable mentions? I feel
1: like I had a bunch of potential ones, and I just have completely lost my mind on that. Clies Campbell. I mean, that's sure. that's an easy one. Sure. Such a big block. Big dude brings the energy. People forget we traded a fifth rounder for him.
0: Great trade. RDT anything? I don't think so. Mm.
2: I think. Ovi.
0: Ovi, I have, obviously. I have one more if you guys are finished that I think is a good one to
2: finish on. Go for it. It's the Queen's birthday. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift! I thought you would go there. Yeah. I'm surprised. I was shocked that that wasn't one of the main ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, we t- we can talk about T Swift all year. I wanted to make sure the darts got their love as we enter. I wanted to give a give a full throated promotion to something that me and Banks and I, you know, our friends have, have loved for a long. RT would love if you got involved. Watch a little. Darts. I
2: literally I tweeted the other day about how I like I said something about how good the album was and how, like. I didn't, it was about you too, but I didn't tag you in it.
0: Oh, I was saying darts. I think you should watch darts. Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about No, I saw you, no, I saw you like darts. the album. Yeah, you should watch darts. I saw you like the album. No, I pre- you've always been a Taylor Swift supporter. I have oh, no, we have no. Michael Van
2: Gerwen.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs>
2: Maybe exactly. I will. That, you know, I work from home, so I can, I can throw it on. You dabble. You need, like, it's good to find a zone buddy. If you can find someone to
0: split the zone with you for the month, that's, and you, cause you can watch two streams on the zone. Mm, they're
2: smart. They know what they're doing. I've you already watched. watched... You have MVGs?
0: a no, I don't yet.
2: Mm, I have mine, so sorry. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. easy for you.
1: I have already watched <laughs> MVG's 17 Perfect Darts twice already. Yeah. In anticipation as well as Borland's 9 darter from last year. Yeah, the over. Borland 9-Dart. It's <laughs> not even in the field. He didn't even make the field this year. They should give uh, an
0: automatic qualifying yeah. spot. To if you get a 9-Dart, like nine nine daughter, nine daughter. You, you should get in the next year. Yeah. Yeah. God, what an awesome... The best part is, like this the world darts is happening all year it's happening all year long we only care about it for a month like we we care about it the rest of the year like you have you see clips and i think we said each other things in our darts group chat which there is a darts group chat but this this it's just such a lock-in situation for the next month like it's just like we're this will be talked about all day every day it's so season. funny tis yeah tis the damn season uh dead or alive um bob coozy dead dead bob koozie is alive at age 90 wow wow i thought for sure he he died in the last couple months
2: i thought he was dead in like the 70s
0: no 94 wow bobby Coos. good for him
2: third
1: overall pick in 1950 at a holy cross another
3: (laughs) 1950
0: 1950
1: I didn't even think they did drafts in any sports back then. Uh,
2: they, oh, there was only one draft, and and you weren't playing sports. <laughs> you had President who dished the
0: hardwood. One. Currently, a marketing consultant with the Celtics, according to Wikipedia.
2: Yeah, well, you want to talk about collecting a check?
0: <laughs> 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 collecting a check. Good for
3: uh,
1: Bob.
0: Bobby, that's awesome. All-star. This is Bob Cousy's the guy that comes up like when they have Stephen A and um he's playing and, against Bob C- and he played and, and against Mad everybody. Dog and Mad Dog and Bob Cousy puts puts Bob or uh, uh Mad Dog puts Bob Cousy had of like Steph Curry on the all time shooting top guards. Five, list. Yeah, top five he's, like, players. He's time. Against, uh, yeah. And, and J.J. Reddick goes on there just eviscerates him for <laughs> like, why are we, do we even have this segment? You can't it's impossible. You can't compare guys from the fifties to guys from now in any capacity. So why They're are we dribbling trying? like but Stanley
2: that's... from the office with like one hand out? Like, Yeah. It's like, Bob, what are we doing? Bob Cousy organized
1: the first players union of any of the four major sports.
3: Hmm. How
2: about that? Interesting. Fan of unions. Nice. Uh, Good. Good for you. Bob. I know I'm not a pro union guy.
1: Good for you, Bob. That's, that's a deep movie quote. Soccer league commissioner, Kuzi? <laughs>
0: commissioner of the American
1: Soccer League. Wow,
0: wow! The ASL. How about he retired at thirty four, went and coached the Cincinnati Royals at forty one, and came back and played seven games. That's awesome. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if like LeBron retired? To... LeBron retired right now and just goes and coaches wherever, and just the like Kings. a couple of years. So, so it's like, oh, I'll, I'll just jump it at the end of the year. <laughs>
1: He's currently a marketing consultant for the Celtics and occasionally makes broadcast appearances with Mike Gorman. And he's getting out there on TV
0: at age 94. That's something else.
2: You can do it, Johnny. Holiday. Also, he's a
0: point guard. I think I got ranked over Chris Paul, just to correct my, <laughs> my thing there. because I, I, I said he played shooting guard. That's To all of our old school Celtics listeners, don't, wanna, don't wanna upset anybody in that demographic. The Bob Cousy's family who is listening. Yeah. Bobby Cousy. From Queens, New York. That was a good one. You got both of us. You got both. Of us. Yeah, I could I have sworn. Have I, I just one. he's just so old. Yeah, I he's thought dead for so sure. Old. I mean, so he's just out. like
1: associated with the connotation of Bob Cousy is just
0: eons ago. So, yeah. good for Bob. That's a very good one. And with that, as always, dead or alive ends the show. Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back on Saturday with an instant analysis podcast following Ravens Browns. Um, we're all good for that. I guess we haven't talked about. It. We'll talk about it on the show. Are we all good to record Saturday?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, there's a chance I put together a watch party.
0: We'll see. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Stay, stay tuned for your channels to see the information on that. We'll see. We'll see. Barstool Banks. People Take should follow you anyway. Out. There you have it. There you absolutely have it. <laughs> Free for you and Michael Elias. You can follow RDT at EDITTI22. I'm saying that so fast now. I might be getting it wrong every time. I hope I'm getting it right. <laughs> no, you're you can right. follow me at, you can follow me. remember I used to say it. It used to take me 30 seconds to get through your Twitter handle. Now I'm just, yeah, wrong. it was a lot. That's what we've been doing this podcast for like six years. You can follow me at Taylor my 10 You can follow the podcast with X52 Podcast on all of the social media platforms. Uh, support our sponsors, Jimmy Seafood, Double Midnight, uh, Fed Thrill, Get Your Sonnies. Get your shirts and all the things they do. Go get your seafood. Go to the tailgoat when they're back. Do all those things. Uh, And we will see you for the incident analysis on Saturday. Uh, This is the X52 Podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.